is going on everybody welcome to another episode of the compass rose as always i am your host andrew atkinson it's been a little while since we were able to get in here and make an episode you know life gets hectic but nevertheless here we are today i am joined by the miss jackie jones how are you doing today i'm great thanks for having me today is a pretty awesome day for us we are a little late recording it timing didn't work out maybe we should uh contact hermione granger and get her uh her uh, time turner and <laughs> do a few twists so we can get this released back on july 31st for harry potter's birthday but if i could have a spell mine would be just to be able to clean like bibbity bobbity boo with my wand and like everything's in its place and i'm done right that, that would be well actually i lied i think if I could pick one spell, it would be Accio, so I could just pop wherever I need to be, like, right now. Okay. That would be convenient for sure. But we don't have those things. We're muggles, so <laughs> one can hope. But anyway, so this is all Harry Potter. Yourself and mine are extreme Potterheads. Heck yes. Have, have tattoos and everything else. Um, every bit of the term nerd when it comes to <laughs> harry potter and that's okay indeed so i think uh we're just gonna have a nice little conversation about harry potter and see where it goes i have my ticket i think i hear the hogwarts express coming we should probably <laughs> make our way to platform nine and three quarters and uh dive right in what do you think i'm ready okay. i've got my cape you got your my robes wands at the ready <laughs> yeah all right so, as I was saying, we wanted to release, release this on July 31st for Harry Potter's birthday. He turned 40 this year. So, I guess he's, get, he's getting up there in age. Getting up there. Well, I mean, by muggle terms, I think, I guess, in the, in the wizarding world, he's still pretty pretty young. Oh, yeah. You know, he's in his prime. Yeah. <laughs> so, he's got that going for him. I'd like to think we are, too, though. I, I think it's a mindset sometimes. You got to not focus on the day-to-day -day and the aches and pains and just be happy and live day to day as you know accepted and be humble and happy for what you got i agree very well said um i found this interesting i actually i didn't know this i'm sure you probably do but i guess um harry potter and jk rowling actually share the same birthday his birthday is her birthday did you know that oh no i didn't know that one yeah when i when i was researching this is one of the little little factoids that popped up yeah uh jk rowling was born on july 31st so oh, her and harry had the same birthday. Yeah, I thought that was she made neat. her main character have her birthday yeah, yeah. so i thought that was kind of neat now i'm curious um the books versus the movies like which do you have a preference as far as like which ones you enjoyed more or i mean there's always going to be some more information in the books you're not going to be able to squeeze everything into a movie so from that aspect i really enjoy the books because you, you find out a little bit more like behind the scenes or like extra stories but i think they did do a good job with the movies uh with what time they could make and i think they put a lot, lot of the important stuff in there so it's kind of hard to choose one or the other right yeah i mean like i think they, it was it was a good adaptation but like you said with with time constraints like unless you want each movie to be like five hours long you're, you're not gonna i be mean able to get i would have paid to go see more movies for real <laughs> yeah yeah 
So yeah, I, I agree with you. They, they did do a, a pretty good job, you know, adapting it uh, to the books, to the movies. I think personally, like I did enjoy the books more just because there was that extra detail. But it wasn't like some of these cases where like you fall in love with a book series and then it turns into a movie and like they just totally just butcher it butcher and it's it terrible. Up. Yeah, I don't think that was the case with uh, Harry Potter. Um, now I saw the first two movies before I started reading the books and then I started reading the books and caught up. So after um, Chamber of Secrets, I read all the books prior to the movie being released was that what, what was the case with you did you read was, them all first or did you see some of the movies or how did that go it was similar i saw the first movie first and then i read all the books after that before i saw the movies but i instantly fell in love with the story like i've always been interested in like magic and castles right. and you know all the the things that aren't black and white you know yeah. the gray area so i i was just in love with it from the rip yeah uh it definitely strikes the imagination it, it makes that spark and just kind of pulls you in it's also a lot of references are like kind of ways to deal with your day-to-day -day. like um i know this might sound kind of dark but when i was feeling depressed I was like, hey, maybe there's Dementors following me around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. That's that, that's a really good metaphor, actually. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it. I like that. Um, let's get into uh, the Dumbledores. Okay. This is just the just the movies, obviously, but the uh, the first two movies were portrayed by a different actor than the the, the, the rest. Uh. The original actor, I can't think of his name. I think I wrote it down. Um, yeah. Um, Richard Harris was the uh, actor who played uh, Dumbledore in the uh, Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber of Secrets. And yes. then he passed on before I think production started for uh, Azkaban. And then. Um, rest in heaven. Yes. Uh, Michael Gambon uh, took on the role for the rest of the movies. My question is, is. Who did you like better? Who who do you think portrayed Dumbledore in a, in a in a better? I mean, the first time being introduced to Harry Potter on screen, of course, was the first one. So I really thought he did a really good job, and I appreciated how he portrayed him. But then, and then, like when the next one came, I was like kind of sad, like no, he's not going to do as good. But then, as the movies kept coming, I was like, yeah, he's he's got it. Yeah, the way the way I looked at it, like I I enjoyed you know all the movies obviously, and just having the the hindsight like after watching and reading the entire series, uh, I don't know if I can picture um, the original actor. Um, I don't think he had the gusto. He, he 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 portrayed Dumbledore too old and feeble. I think like. With some of the, the different fight scenes towards the end and whatnot, I just I don't know if it would have resonated the same as um, the way uh, Michael Gambon did it. Like I just well, I, I think it's also hard because the first couple, it, you know, you're being introduced to the world of magic and everything's like young and and new, and th then as you get farther along in the story, there's so much drama and so much intensity right. that it definitely feels like two different characters. Yeah, I, I could see that. I mean, I guess, you know, 
unfortunately, we'll we'll never know because yeah. we, he didn't get the opportunity to do that. I mean, all in all, I don't I don't know. It's just uh, I just don't see it. I don't know. <laughs> um, who was your favorite hero in the in the, in the entire series? Like, I guess that's a, a broad term, but I guess we could you know good guy versus bad guy. What who who was your favorite? hero in the entire series i'm gonna have to give it up for hermione because she like was the total package she was smart and she was loyal and courageous and she really like helped harry through his journey i don't think he could have done it without her honestly oh for sure him and ron would be dead in the forbidden (laughs) forest or something if it wasn't for hermione she really was like she embodied. But know, she and, was caring and she, you know, she had so many good qualities, especially if you read the books, mm-hmm. like she did so many things on the side that were like really great integrity for her character. Yeah. And like towards the end too, where she had to use the obliviate spell for her, for, yes, know, for, she, that for her was parents. Deep. That was, that was, <laughs> that was really deep. That for was like such a, a sacrifice. Th- yeah. You know. To, Try to erase your parents' memory of you. Yeah, to protect them. To protect them. And that's huge. And now she's got to, you know, live with that the rest of her life. Like, my my parents don't know me. They they don't know I exist. That's... Yes. That that was a really cool aspect uh, to her character, I think. Um, My favorite hero, I don't... (laughs) You know, it's going to sound goofy, but... um, because he didn't really play a huge role in the in the books or the movies, but the way he was portrayed in the movie, like he he's just my favorite character. Um, uh, Professor Fudge, or is it Fudge? What is his last name? He took on um, the role of the Dark Arts for um, Half Blood Prince. Um, was was it Professor Fudge? I don't think that's his name. I'm trying. What to was think. it? He always had a different name for Ron Weasley. He always called him like Wallamy and <laughs> Oh, Slughorn. Slughorn. I don't know where you got fudge. I don't know where I got fudge either. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody must have cast a spell on me. But yeah, just he just had a very just kooky, weird personality to himself, and I find myself to be a very weird individual as he well. He did have that that kind of attitude where you felt like this would be the coolest uncle. Right. To hang yeah. Out just with. hang out with this guy and like have a few drinks and just see what, what gets said. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So you had a very admirable choice for your favorite hero. Who was your favorite villain? Um, that's a hard one because obviously Voldemort total evil wants to kill every, like most of everybody, mm-hmm. no matter what. And he kind of had a Hitler aspect where, he hated what he was like. He wasn't full blood yeah, yeah, was wizard, a, yeah. but he was against people that were the same as him mm-hmm. and wanted to wipe them out. So that's pretty evil. Yeah. But I've got to say that um, Umbridge was pretty nasty. Also, yes. Umbridge, that's like everybody's favorite character. to Definitely hate, I think. hated her. That movie, the fifth movie, the, the fifth. Uh, yeah, she was introduced in the fifth. Yeah, the, yeah. Oh, the Phoenix. Yeah, hated her. <laughs> she was just terrible, and they had to deal with her like on a day to day basis mm-hmm. at school. Whereas Voldemort was kind of in the background, like yeah, he's awful and hatred and killing people, 
but she's like right there terrorizing them yeah, with, every with, day with, with, with torture like the uh the I, I i cannot tell lies or whatever with, yeah. with the, the special quill where it dug into their, dug yes. into their skin that's pr- pretty heinous that's pretty bad <laughs> yeah she she's definitely up there on my list as um you know favorite uh villain for you know the reasons of not being able to stand her but my actual favorite villain character um in the series would have to be uh Bellatrix Lestrange really she is just like insane pretty like, nasty <laughs> and um the actress that played her just Helena is amazing she yes. freaking killed it from, nobody else could have done yeah. that role just uh you know I mean, she's right up there with uh, Voldemort, I think, just as far as, like, the nasty thing oh, yeah. she would do. Like, Deranged. You know, she, she killed her cousin. You know, yeah. she, she tortured uh, Neville Longbottom's parents. And she's just... She espe- was pretty ruthless to Hermione, too. Yeah, yeah. Those, those screams when she's holding her down and trying to find out where they got Gryffindor's sword right, was just, yeah. like, bone-chilling. <laughs> yeah, she definitely, like any scene she was in she she stole it like she just like brought you in so that's that's i think that's my vote for my my favorite villain in the also, series also i want to point out that she did such a amazing believing uh job when she was pretending to be hermione pretending to be her yeah yeah <laughs> very very talented actress like definitely I uh, was doing just some research online, and I found um, some interesting little factoids. Some of them I knew, some of them I didn't. I thought it'd be kind of interesting to share with you and with uh, the audience. Um, the one thing we already brought up, you know, uh, J.K. Rowling does share the same birthday as Harry Potter, which was kind of neat. I didn't know that. Um, I guess Dumbledore is an old English word for bumblebee. Did you know that? I did know that See, one. I, did, I didn't know that one. <laughs> I, th- I thought that was pretty neat. Um, going back to Umbridge, uh, the books and the movies never really kind of went into detail as to like what happened to her in the end. And I think that left a lot of people like kind of disappointed since she was so hated. But I guess um, according to this website, I don't know what it was. I don't know where it got explained if it was like something that got released on Pottermore or something like that but I guess she did get locked up she's in Azkaban prison rotting away so screw you Umbridge <laughs> <clears throat> oh uh, I found uh, some of the um, original character names before it got finalized um, let's see Hermione Granger was originally going to be um Hermione Puckle. Oh, we like Granger better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Draco Malfoy was going to be Draco Spinks. Ew. That that just doesn't like, especially like during the movies, like Malfoy, like Spinks. <laughs> it doesn't quite have the same ring to it. Uh, let's see. Oh, Neville Longbottom was gonna be Neville Puff. Oh, no. I, yeah, that's that's a good thing these got left on the uh, the, the the writing board. I think um, definitely. And then Luna Lovegood was going to be Lily Mon. I don't or, like that. I'm glad that, that got changed. Because I mean, Harry's <laughs> Harry's mom's name's Lily, so that's yeah. yeah. 
Uh, let's see. And then I guess, um... Robbie Coltrane, the actor who played Hagrid, he was the first person in the entire series to be cast. He was the very first person to cast. I thought that was kind of neat. Um... Oh, in the, uh, the Order of the Phoenix, it was Arthur Weasley who was originally supposed to die instead of Sirius. Really? Yeah. That would have changed, like, quite a bit oh, later yeah. on in the, in, the, in the series, in the plot line. So that's kind of an interesting... Yeah, that'd be weird. I wonder, like... Um... My friends, uh, Josh and Maria, they do a podcast as well called Fan Friction. And the whole uh, premise of it is is they take different popular universes such as Harry Potter and they find different uh, uh, fan fictions that people write. Okay. You know, different twists and storylines and whatnot. And then they put their own little twist on it. They um, pull out different, uh, I guess, characters, you could say, out of the hat of wonders, they call it. And it's just basically how they have to read the fan fiction. Well, tell me, like... If you could put two characters together, who would you put together? Like as a, as like a, a fan fiction, yeah. I don't know. I really thought Hermione should have ended up with one of the twins instead of Ron. Okay, yeah. I and I, um, I, Jenny, she's cool as a first girlfriend, but. Sticking with Harry, I just, I didn't feel like she was strong enough of a character to actually be his mate. Well, I mean, you can't have two alphas, so to speak. You have to have, uh, you know. I mean, they could take turns being alphas. I guess. <laughs> yeah, that, that I, I could see that. But I could have saw Luna and Harry. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I see and that. And by yeah. the way, Luna is one of my favorite characters. I just love how she's... Like doing her own thing, what makes her happy? And super, she, super quirky, doesn't yeah, care. It's in her she, own world. Like basically, whatever anybody thinks of her, that's their business, not hers. Right. And she doesn't let it bother her. She doesn't let it like diminish her positive attitude. And I just love her. Right. Yeah. Um, going back to what I was saying though, with uh, the the fan friction podcast, uh, why I said it was because you know the whole different plot line. If Arthur would have been killed instead of Sirius. It would be neat to hear if there's any fan fictions out there that someone wrote to that plot line. That I'm sure cool. there is something out there. We'll have to Google it and maybe make another podcast later. Yeah, we'll we'll get uh, we'll get Josh Maria on and we'll do a we'll do a fan friction episode. Of, yeah, that would be fun. They just did a Harry Potter one actually, and it was it was one of those things where it was so terrible. It's good. It was called um, My Immortal. And it, I mean, it sounds like it was written by a ten-year-old Japanese kid oh, that was speaking in broken English. But they they took the the script word for word, read it in the characters that they had to read it in. I think Josh read as William Shatner. Oh my goodness! But yeah, it was it was. It's definitely a very fun podcast. You should check them out. They're on Spotify and a couple other ones. But you just search "fan friction." And yeah, definitely. You, you can jump right in, but that's maybe a challenge to them. Maybe we can get them out here and we can try to see if we can find a another Harry Potter fan fiction that actually has some kind of plot line where Arthur dies instead of Sirius. That'd be kind of neat. Yeah, interesting for sure. 
So, moving right along, I also found um, in Prisoner of Azkaban, and I always butcher her name, uh, Professor Trelawney. Is that, is that how That's you pronounce right. it? All right. I, you got I it. I got it right. <laughs> um, she refused to sit at a table with 12 other people because it would, she would be the 13th. And the first one to get up after that would die, was what she said. Ooh. Now, fast forward to the Order of the Phoenix. There were 13 members of the Order sitting, and Sirius was the first one to stand up. Oh, right? giving me like some chills here. Right? <laughs> so I thought that was really, really neat. Like, like just, wow. Um, I think a lot of people know this one, but I threw it in there just in case. Um, the American book has a, uh, the first one has a different name than um, the ones that were released out over in the UK. Yes. Um, but it was originally going to be called, it actually had two different names. Um, they are originally going to call the American one Harry Potter and the School of Magic instead of the Philosopher's Stone, which is what it was called in in England. Yes. But they ended up going with the Sorcerer's Stone instead. I'm so glad yeah, the, because the, it would have sounded like a little kid book. Yeah, like, for way, sure. like, like way too kiddy. Like yeah. uh, the, the Magic School Bus. Is like, right. Yeah. That's what came to mind for yeah, me. That's, that's the first thing that popped in my head when, when they said that. So, yeah, that. It just it wouldn't have the same. I don't know if I would have checked it out. To be honest, I'm like, oh, that's right. a dumb little kids. Yeah. This is for like eight year olds. Right. <laughs> so I think you brought along a trivia game, right? I did. Now, from what I understand, some of these are extremely difficult, so we might end up looking like complete posers, and I mean, people are gonna be screaming. Like, you, you should, you should know this. If you wouldn't have uh, said that just now, we could have cheated. <laughs> <laughs> no, we must, well, we we must gotta be, be honest. We got to be true. We'll be true. So I think I'll grab just a small stack and I'll give you a small stack and maybe we'll just uh, do a race to who gets who gets 10 right first. All right. So, and each card has like, what, one, two, three, four, like five or six questions on it. Like you can pick which ones you want from each card. Like you don't have to stick to just the one card. And Okay. Just kind of pick out which ones you like, which ones you think will stump me, and I'll think of which ones can stump oh, you. Oh, man, a challenge. And then we'll, it'll be a race to 10. Okay. Um, since you are my guest, I will let you ask the first question. All right. <coughs> Let's see. Let me pick a good one here. Okay, uh, what is the name of Voldemort's pet snake? That's uh, Nagini, right? Did I pronounce that right? I, I'll give I'll give you an E for effort. E for effort. <laughs> Nagini, it, it's, it's, I, I guess it's like tomato, tomato, but I, I'm pretty sure for the most part it's Nagini. That's what I said. I know. I'm just. I well, th- I'm why pretty, is it? Why is it an A for effort? I got it right. I'm pretty sure they say it both ways. So. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's that's, that's a, a one for you. So you hold me. on to that one. Okay. So, are we gonna do this just back and forth, or until one someone gets? We'll, we'll do back and forth. We'll do back and forth. All right. Let me see here. I'm not gonna take three days to pick a question here. <laughs> I was trying to find a challenging one. Then you pressured me, and I had to just pick one. Ooh, this might be a good one. 
Um, what does OWL stand for? Ordinary Wizarding Level. I do believe you are correct. I Let's know I check. am. Yeah. Right, we'll give you, we'll give you that one. I took it easy on you. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> okay. All right. So we're tied up one to one. What subject does Professor Slughorn teach? Uh, that would be Defense Against the Dark Arts. <laughs> no. What? Oh, no, he was on potions. Potions. Damn it. I get that card. Okay, go. Well, no, you don't get it because you yes, didn't get it. Yes, because that's my win. You didn't get we're you keeping didn't answer the, it right. Oh, well, you didn't get it right either. Well, we'll just put it in word. All right, the, this the, is a draw. This is the word dumbass pile. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, that's too easy. Da, 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 da. You'll know that one for sure. Uh, these are all easy. I got the easy ones. You said these were hard. Well, some of them are easy and some of them are really challenging. Um, this one might be a tough name to remember. I'll, I'll, we'll go with this one. Who was forced to send his own son to Azkaban for being a Death Eater? Uh, the Minister of Magic. His name... There were several ministers. Which one was it? Oh my goodness. I can see his face. And his son had the same name and he did the little twitch and he was the actor from... Uh, Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Uh -huh. But dang it, what is his name? All right, there's going to be some kind of time limit on these answers <laughs> here. Crouch. Barty Crouch. Junior. Well, well, that's the guy uh -huh. that got sent to Azkaban, and Barty Crouch is the one that sent his son. Okay, well, we'll give you that one, I okay. guess. I think next time we're going to start a timer. <laughs> All right, so the score is two to one. Okay, are you ready? I am ready. Which family are thought to be the original owners of the Deathly Hallows? Uh, it's the three brothers. What was their... Did it give their names? Yes. Oh, man, I don't... Do you want a hint? I will take a hint. Okay, when they're in the graveyard looking for Harry Potter's parents, mm -hmm. they come across the grave... Was it Percival? Yes! Percival family? Per Percival, or... I forget how to pronounce it. I think it's it. it Percival. Okay. I'll take that as you, a win. You get that one. All right. Tied up two to Tied two. Tied up. Pressure race, is on. Race to ten. Let's see. Man, these are... Where's the hard pile at? These are all easy. Da, da, da. Well, this one might be kind of hard to remember, but it goes right along the lines of the last question. In the tale of the three brothers, what prize does the first brother receive from death? 
The first one is the wand of uh, invincibility. I think you're right. Let's it's double the check. Wand. Yes, it is the elder wand. The elder wand. I will give you that as a as a win. So Even though I didn't say it right. You had the right idea, I okay. suppose. Your question is, what is the effect of the Defendo charm? Uh, I'm going to take a shot here and say it defends you. <laughs> it it severs items and cuts through things. Huh. We're going to scratch that one up as a loss, I think. Okay, we're going to put that in the middle. We each have two cards, and there are two in the middle. I think you have three. Oh, okay. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I'll take that. Um, do, 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 do. Quite you. <laughs> Ooh, I think this is going to be a hard one. What is Madame Maxim's first name? Yeah, I don't know that. <laughs> uh, I don't even know if I'm going to pronounce that. Olymp? <laughs> Olympy? O-L-Y-M-P-E. Olympy? Olympy? Olympe? Olympe. Maybe she's Spanish. <laughs> okay, that's a that's a no. Okay. This one's probably easy, but I like it. So the Marauders map was created by a group of friends formed of Wormtail, Padfoot, Prongs, and question mark. Would that be Stang? Who? Stang? Or no. Wait, no. <laughs> did you say Padfoot? I did. And Wormtail. Yeah. And Prongs. Uh-huh. And who is the fourth member? Isn't that Fangs or something like that? No. What am I talking about? Who are you Fangs? I don't know. Because Wormtail is, um, what's his face? Peter Pettigrew. Yeah. Uh, Prongs is, um, Potter. Yes, Harry Potter's dad. Padfoot, Padfoot is, is serious. serious. Who's left? Um. Uh, what's his face? Werewolf dude. <laughs> Lupin. Yes, Lupin. Well, wasn't he? What was it? Well, he's a werewolf. So what, what was? Mooney. Ah, was Jesus. his name because of the moon? Yeah, is what a turned him. Fail. I'm gonna edit that one out of the episode. <laughs> You said you weren't cheating, so you can't do that. Okay. Um, what type of spell does Hermione cast on Harry when they are caught by Snatchers? Oh, man. What is that one called? She does something to change how he looks, but I can't think of the name of the spell. Go ahead and throw that one in the middle, but tell us what it was. The Stinging Jinx. Yeah, I would never have guessed that. That's because you don't know your Harry Potter. Oh, you didn't know either. I'm just trying to, you know, be <laughs> kind to the guest. 
All right, let's see. What happens to Ron whilst disapparating dis from the Ministry of Magic? Uh, what's the term they call it? He gets um, this term they had for I know what it is. Uh, is it splinched? Cinched? You got it. Yes, splinched. Okay. Trying to think of the damn word. Part of his arm gets caught yeah. halfway between two different portals. locations. Yeah. yeah. Pretty right, nasty. Are, yeah. And thankful they had Hermione to cure him With because her freaking bag that holds everything. I have that bag too. Nineteen fifty seven Chevy bag. in there. Yeah. Everything. That'd be a pretty handy bag to have, wouldn't oh, it? Oh man. Now, yes. Do you think is it heavy? No. That's part of the spell. Oh, okay. I was going to say one of those things like, I'm just going to put my bag on the table here and the whole thing just caves in. Nope. Okay, we are tied up three to three. What medicine does Madame Pomfrey give to Harry to regrow the bones in his arm? Skelegrow. You are correct. Of course I am. That's four to three, everybody. Just Still a keeping you up to date on Still the anyone's score. Game. Who opened the Chamber of Secrets 50 years before Harry's second year at Hogwarts? Uh, that would be Mr. Tom Riddle. Yes, correct. I know. <laughs> Let's find a good one here. Beep. What potion do the students have to brew to win a vial of Felix Felicis? Oh man, what is that called? I know it's a terrible thing. Yes, not something you want to ingest, that's for sure. Timer oh, is man. starting now. It's a kind of poison, isn't it? You have 30 seconds. Um, 23 seconds. Um, <laughs> I don't know. You have 15 seconds. I'm wrong. Go ahead. It is the drought of living death. The drought of living death. Of course, that's what they were making in school. Yeah, I mean, it's total, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. What phrase is etched into Harry's hand during his detention with Professor Umbridge? I must not tell lies. That's right. I should have pre-read that one. Cause <laughs> after I, start, I started reading it and I thought it was going to be the, the one, uh, question about what was etched on the wall when... Uh, the basilics was going through the school. Oh yeah, yeah. That that that'd be a long. I can't remember that phrase. That's a long ass phrase. It was <laughs> like the chamber has been reopened. All mud bloods will perish, or That's something like close. that. That's pretty close. Pretty <laughs> close. Yeah. Well, you know. Would you like a refreshment to your stack of cards? Are you running? I, I still running have a, a lot. Okay. Thanks. Well, 
uh, little score update. It is now five to four. Me being the one in the lead. Uh, I mean, by one. And we still have, like, you've uh, contributed a lot of these not known <clears throat> cards. That's not important. Uh, here's an easy one. Where do the Snatchers take Harry, Ron, and Hermione? Malfoy Mansion. Uh, it's pronounced Sphinx Mansion, remember? The um, original name? No, because yeah. that sounds bad. sounds retarded. Yeah. <clears throat> I bet he would have got made fun of in school, and they would have been like, Malf they would have been like uh, Lucius Spanx <laughs> instead of Sphinx. <laughs> Okay, on to your next question. Oculumency is used to do what? Uh, isn't that the uh, like the art of uh, like mind control, mind reading? Is that along those lines? Am it's I really kind of there? Uh, or blocking, blocking mind reading spells or something like there that. There you go. Good job. The card says it shields minds from access or influence. We're going to give you that one. There well, you go. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. You're pretty, pretty good there. You got it. Uh, um, uh, this might be a hard one. I'm not even sure if I remember. Who is the first champion to be chosen by the Goblet of Fire? The first one that gets called up to be yeah, in like, like the yeah, okay. I, I'm pretty sure that's um, what it's asking. Yeah, the first tri wizard champion is man. What order does that go in? Should I start the timer? Go ahead, start the timer. <laughs> All right, let's see. You have thirty seconds. I'm just going to guess that it's Victor Crumb because that actor was really hot. So <laughs> I'm, I like this watching that. It was a children's film. <laughs> Let's bear that in hey, mind. There's some adult aspects yeah. going on. Well, anywho, Victor Crumb was yes! the first champion. Okay. Crumb. 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 That was kind of a douche if you ask me. Anyways. He was a jock, but he wasn't a douche. Like okay, yeah, no, he, he, he wasn't a douche. He, he was just very like, me, big, uh, you, me, dance, ah, uh, I crumb. I don't think he spoke English very well. I don't think there was a lot of grunting going on, but he appreciated Hermione instead of all the girls that were like trying to be like following him around and his big cheerleaders. Like he liked the smart, intelligent girl re reading the book. Fine. I guess <laughs> you have valid points. Thank you. Now read your damn question. Okay. We tied up now? Is it six to six? Yes. What is... Oh, that's, well, that's a tough one. Sorry, <laughs> that's, that's a really long one. Hold on. Um... Which members of Dumbledore's army go to the Department of Mysteries with Harry, Ron, and Hermione? This is from the book, not the movie. 
Uh, that'd be, that was uh, Order of the Phoenix, right? That was the... Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, it was, um, it was Neville Longbottom. Correct. Uh, Ginny Weasley. Yes. And, um... One more to Luna go. Luna Lovegood. Awesome. Oh, thank you. You got that great. That was an awesome scene in the movie, by Heck the way. Heck yeah. I mean, book. Well, I mean, in the, in the movie, like the way they uh, portrayed it in the movie. Well, when going there was through, a whole lot more going on. Well, in yeah, the book. yeah, it was almost, it was almost too much going on. Like it was kind of hard to follow. Like because, like at one point they split up and they're like they're in they're in, they're in different chambers of the ministry and then they all meet up in the um the one room and all hell ensues and it was just. And they're there for one reason. And it turns out to be something else. Right. Yeah. Plot twist. Yes. Very good book. Very good movie. Let's see. All right. It's kind of a tough one. What spell does Hermione use to open the cell where Sirius Black is being held in the Dark Tower of Hogwarts? I don't know. Read it to me. <laughs> well, that would be giving you the answer. I mean, I'm forfeiting. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I didn't know this one either, actually. Uh, Bombarda. Okay. I think I remember that only from the video game. There was some video games that you could play for Harry Potter. I played one of them. It was... Um... I don't even remember which one it was. I think it might have been Order of the Phoenix. Maybe. I think it was Prisoner of Azkaban that I played. I just the the one I played, it was on um Or no, Order of the Phoenix. It was Order of the Phoenix. It was on Xbox 360 and you basically just ran around Hogwarts collecting different uh like school crests and stuff and making potions and yes. stuff like that. It was pretty neat for for the time, I guess. Yeah. The Lego games were pretty fun, too. Yes, those were very fun, actually. All right, so it's It's my, my turn question? to ask yeah. you. Okay. And your question is, how can a house elf be freed? His owner has to give him an article of clothing. Correct. Ding, 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 ding. Good old Dobby. Rest in peace. Yes. He was another one. Like he's he's up there with like some of my favorite characters in, in the series. Just super weird, super like <laughs> <laughs> that that the, the scene in um uh Deathly Hollows part is it one or two in the in the movies. I think it's yeah, part part one, because he the opening scene he dies in part two. Um the very end of Deathly Hollows part one where Dobby basically saves the day. And they're in like Malfoy's uh, main hall or whatever, and he's up on the damn chandelier just squeaking, squeaking, squeaking. That was a nice little laugh in between a serious moment. Yeah. That was a uh, really well played out. Yeah, like, Dobby only mean, meant to maim or seriously harm, not not kill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rest in peace, Dobby. Yes. Um.
Okay. Uh, who founded the Order of the Phoenix when the fight against Lord Voldemort first began? The original members, there were a lot of them. I think they were mostly parents of... But it's just asking for the original founder. Who said, okay, we need to do this? Um, was it Sirius Black? Is that your final answer? Yes. <laughs> it yeah. was Albus Dumbledore. Dang it. Okay. Well, that figures. Yeah, Good job, Albus. Well, it's kind of obvious. I mean, I mean Sirius... Dumbledore, have Sirius you ever heard... Been my next choice. Who... The guy's got like 25 first names. Okay, can you remember them all? Because I was going to ask you this. Uh, I probably can't remember them all, and they're probably not in the correct order, but it's like Albus, uh, Godfried, Brian, <laughs> uh, Lint, Ball. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> He's got like eight first names. He does not have eight. I know one of them is Brian. That's towards the end. Yeah. Um. So it's Alf, Albus, Percival. Pers yeah. Wolfric. There it is. Brian. Yeah. Dumbledore. Can you imagine writing his name like when he was like in in Hogwarts, going I mean, to school, writing sure. down his name? Did you write your middle name though when you were writing your name on papers? Well, no, but like you know, like uh you know, official documents and whatnot. I, maybe it's different in the wizarding world, but you know, if you, <laughs> if you have to fill out an application for a loan or, you know, go, go you give your full name. I mean, well, uh, sign a check. Sometimes you could just go by the first middle name or the initials of your middle names. I guess, I guess. Anyway, the score. Where are we at? I I've got six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Sweet. What? One, two, three, four, five, six. I have eight. He's got to practice math, folks. Yeah, numbers are hard. <laughs> okay. Is it my turn? Uh, No, actually, it is my turn to ask. Okay. No, I just asked you. You got it wrong. Okay. I thought so, but yeah. I didn't want to question you. Yeah. What is written next to the spell... Sectum Sempra and Harry Potter's potions book. Uh, is it? Um, oh, you know what? This could be one of two things. It's either going to be um, like the author of the book, the author of the spell, or it's going to be like what the spell does. I can't remember which one it is. I, I want to say what was written next to it was like, the purpose of the spell and it said like four enemies or something like that you got it that's exactly what it said four enemies yes like a little side note see how i talked that out you know good job worked it out well i do believe one more uh right answer for me and i am victorious <laughs> it's still anybody's game though and as long as your name's andrew Atkinson. oh my goodness um Okay. This is, well, this is that's an easy one, so I'll give it to you so you can try to catch up. Oh, here we go. <clears throat> Who are the only two people that can retrieve the prophecy from the Department of Mysteries? The only two people that what? Can retrieve the prophecy from the Department of Mysteries. 
I believe that would be the person the prophecy is about and the person who made the prophecy. That's partially correct. That's the only answer hint I'm going to give you. It's partially correct. Okay. I know for sure the person the prophecy is about. Um... You're on the right train of thought. Well, I know there's like this big, huge storyline about uh, the prophecy could have been about Harry Potter or Neville Longbottom because the prophecy wasn't specific about Mm -hmm. who, just that a baby born on that birthday. Right. And they were both both born on that birthday. Well, they weren't weren't both born on the, it was just like the same. Or the same same month or same 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 year or something like that. Same time of year. But that's why Neville's parents were tortured by Bellatrix. Right. You were going back to what you were saying Mm -hmm. earlier. But, um, so is it, because it could have been either one of them, either one of them could have retrieved it. Is that a question? Is that an answer? (laughs) (laughs) That's my answer. (laughs) So your answer is a question. Yeah. Well, you're no. Okay. It is. You were on the the right train of thought with only who it's about can retrieve it. But the prophecy was about two different people. I just said that. But it wasn't okay this is one of those things where it's like <laughs> plot hole kind of thing yeah. I guess, because it is technically it, well it could be about neville longbottom but in the story it gets perceived as it's about voldemort and harry okay so only voldemort and harry no voldemort couldn't have retrieved it that's why they set him up to go there to retrieve it because he wasn't able to do it himself. Well, listen here, Linda. Your oh. little trivia pursuit Harry Potter card says that the answer is Harry Potter or Voldemort. So okay, well, that, you, got, you got it wrong. I think they got it wrong because that was the whole reason they made Harry Potter go get it. They like tricked him to going there, thinking that Sirius was dying. Correct. And so Harry goes to save the day. Wasn't, wasn't Voldemort still too vulnerable? He was still too weak. Was couldn't that be the uh, the reasoning behind he couldn't go grab it himself, or the fact that it is in the Department of Ministry? I mean, and- he sent his Death Eaters to go. <clears throat> I don't see why he couldn't have gone. I mean, he's a little B I T C H. I don't know if we can cuss on here, but I didn't like Voldemort. He was like this terrible, wimpy guy that tried to, like, mind control everybody into doing his bidding. Yeah, I guess. Anyway, I'll forfeit it, and I'll ask you the next one. So, who destroys the Horcrux of the Diadem? Trying to think. And if you guys don't know, the diadem was like a tiara. Yeah, it was, uh, what's her from face? From Ravenclaw. Yeah, it was, uh, the founder of Ravenclaw's, uh, tiara. If you want to call it that. Ro- um, Rowena. 
Was that a Ravenclaw? Let's see. I know they went through hell trying to get it, and then once they got it... And Luna is the one that helped Harry figure out how to find it because right. she was thinking outside of the box. Uh-huh. I almost wanted to say Neville, but he, he destroyed uh, the snake. It wasn't. Damn, who was it? Man, I'm drawing a blank. I'm trying to... Do you forfeit? I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna start the timer. I'm gonna okay. Put 30, 30 seconds on the clock. All right, let's, let's talk this out here. I don't think it was Harry. I know Harry retrieved it. Neville took out the snake. Ron took out the um, locket. Uh, I'm just. Was it Hermione? The card says it was Harry. This is not a very memorable thing for me either. Like I do definitely remember how the the locket gets destroyed and the sword with the Did he Nicene. just was it, did he just like was it the basilisk thing that he did he do that again with the I don't remember how it got destroyed to be honest with you. You know, I'm going to have to google that one cuz I don't remember for sure. But yeah, I I believe it was the basilisk because I remember thinking, how is a fang going to penetrate a tiara? I don't know. Okay. That's way too easy. What was the name of the pet that Lily Potter gave Professor Slughorn? The name of the pet? Yes. I know it was a fish, and I knew it came from a spell. It started off as a flower, not a flower, but a petal from a flower that was a lily, because her name is Lily, so he'd know who it was from. And then it, when it went in the water, it turned into a fish. I believe it was a goldfish, but I <clears throat> don't remember it being having a name. Well, apparently this fish has a name. Well. Then I'm going to need that name, or you're going to have to get another wrong answer. <laughs> I forfeit the card. Please tell us the answer. The fish's name was Francis. Okay. Yeah, Francis the fish. Apparently not, not an important moment for me. No. <laughs> All right. Your question is, what is Tom Riddle's Middle name. Marvolo. Good job. I am the winner of Yay. the Harry Potter <laughs> trivia. Good job. That was fun. Some of those were kind of like... Uh, I, I told know. you some of them were easy and some of them were kind of difficult. And some All of right. them you want to write the creators of Trivial Pursuit and tell them they got it wrong. Yeah. All right, I have a question for you. Okay. Overall, the whole storyline, what do you take away from, like, as being one of the most important things that you took away? Um, 
I don't know, I guess, um... You know, it's not always sunshine and rainbows, but good prevails. Okay. I mean, you're going to have hard times and you're going to have good times, but you got to keep faith and keep hope and um, keep the right people around you to keep you on track. I like that. I like that a lot. If we're going to get like deep and philosophical about it, I think I that mean, was yeah, kinda, that's I what I was looking for. I think that's kind of like the, the overall um, once you get past the whole, you know, good versus evil thing of the the movie, I think that's like the the general. Well, for message. me, what I took away is that what Sirius says to Harry about people aren't good or bad; that we all have good things about us and bad things about us. Right. It's the actions we choose that makes us the characters that we are. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And another big thing that I took away from it is that it's important to stay doing what is right, even when it's not the easy thing to do. Yes, for sure. That's definitely a tough one to, uh, easier said than done, I guess. But exactly. That's yeah. That, that is definitely a, a big, you know, message of the movie. I agree. In the books, I guess you could say, um, which kind of go like, did you think, like, God, the first the first book and movie came out like in like mid nineties, I think. Like, I think it was like end of nineties, maybe early two thousand. I think the the first movies were around there, but I think the first book came out in like ninety eight, ninety nine, something like that. Anyway, like, did you really think like back then when you were first introduced into this, you know, the the wizarding world of Harry Potter? that it was ever going to spiral into this huge, crazy, just like cultural phenomenon, like worldwide impact. Like, did you ever see it turning into what it is? I don't think I like initially thought, oh, this is going to be an occult classic. I just thought it was really cool, really interesting. And they really researched a lot of things and got like a lot of facts about things and like the names of places, the names of characters, like there's so much background to it. If you look into it and even like the names of spells, mm -hmm. I just feel like it's definitely not going anywhere. I feel like my kids will be watching remakes of Harry Potter. Ooh, see, I don't, I don't know if I could do a remake. Like, it, uh, I mean, later if, if down, you, right? Not I, I get that, but like, like, I guess if you were if you were, you know, our age or, or I guess younger or older and like you grew up on uh, the originals, like any kind of remake is going to be kind of like, uh, it's well, not going to Hopefully gonna, they would put the like another twist to it or have different aspects to it, not just a complete copy. Right. But I feel like the there's so much powerful messages in there that, and hopefully they don't like, um, I don't want to get ruin too it. political about it. So, yeah, <laughs> hopefully they don't ruin it and butcher it the next time around. But, I mean, nowadays we're, you and I are watching movies that have been, like, come came back from when we were kids. Yeah. So, like, they have the the Saving Mr. Banks instead of Mary Poppins. And oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Kind of going back, like, like, like you were saying, it, like, yeah, it's uh, you know in a fantasy world, but the, like 
J.K. Rowling did do, like, she did her research on other, like, fantasies already out there, like, and, like, tied them into her, you know, own little realm and put her spin on it, which was pretty neat. And then just, I mean, you've got the the, the Pottermore universe online now. You have, uh, you know, the, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter at Universal Studios, which we will go to at some point in time. That is on. Yeah, that's on my bucket list. That, that for is sure. on the bucket list. That that's I've heard it's freaking amazing. Even just to go sit in the little shops and drink pumpkin juice. <laughs> right. Would you rather go to um, uh, Diagon Alley or Hogsmeade? Oh man, that's a hard one. Yeah. Can I, I'm just going to do both. No, you can only do one. <laughs> you can only do one. Okay, well, I'm thinking Hogsmeade then, because I would See, love I would, all the different foods and drinks and the different, like, everybody just kind of being themselves and having fun, where the uh, Diagon Alley is more like, we got to get ready for school, we got to get these things we yeah, need. Yeah, but there's, there's still, there's little inns and bars and shops and everything else. I think I would go to Diagon Alley. You think just, so? Just roam around the, the cobblestone streets. Okay. That'd be pretty neat. Um, we didn't really talk about it earlier. Um, you and I have both read the original series, the first seven books, and watched all eight movies. I have not read um, any of the screenplays, the uh, the... The curse of the was it the, the cursed child. The cursed child. I did not. I read am that. not a fan. Um, I would suggest you just keep not watch, not reading it. <laughs> see, here's my whole thing: is like I want to, you know, consume all things that are out there available, but I just I can't get into screenplays. Yeah, it's it's written yeah, as that's, a that's screenplay, what I mean. like, and, and so just, is a uh, uh, Fantastic Beasts and How to Catch Them, isn't that uh, also written like screenplay yes. form? See, like I want to read those books. I've I've seen. Uh, the first movie of the oh, Fantastic Beasts. Oh, they're both piece. really great. I really enjoyed the movies. I thought that they definitely carried over the same kind of vibe and feel of the original eight movies. But like, I just I can't. I've tried. I get like four or five pages in. And I'm just like I'm. I just it's not a format that I can get into. Like the where it's just like storyline of Bob the curse says yada yada yada. Then Jane said da 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 da. I just <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. Even even. Putting that aside, the storyline to the cursed child is just, I think it's a terrible dishonor to the Harry Potter story. Really? Yeah. See, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really know because like I said, I, I haven't. Like the, I only read it once and it's been a while, like when it first came out. But to me, what I took from it was it's basically Harry Potter grown up and his, he's got kids, a kid's or I don't even remember if they include all the kids that mm-hmm. originally he was supposed to have, but um, basically it's focused on one of his kids and how terrible he is. And it kind of sounds like Harry is doing a bad job as a father. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, not a fan. Now I think, wasn't it like, it wasn't even, it wasn't written by JK Rowling. She just kind of like oversaw it kind of thing. Yeah, I'm not like sure not if actually... she was like a co-writer or if like you said, if she just kind of said, yeah, sure, that works. Hmm. I don't know. But yeah, just I couldn't couldn't do it. Probably never will. It, it kind of felt like a fan fiction to me where they were taking the story and then going off a different direction with it because yeah. they involved the time turner. Hmm. I don't know. 
I mean, I guess if it ever got adapted into an actual movie, I'd probably watch it, but... I would still go watch it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Harry Potter. That was definitely one of my favorites. I mean, I've all things nerd. I mean, it's, whether it's Harry Potter or Star Wars or Lord of the Rings, like, you name it, I'm into it, but... Yeah. Harry Potter's definitely up there, like... That's my go-to gift for you every Christmas. I just oh, yeah. Find some and kind I of, love it. Some kind of Harry Potter <laughs> something, and I'm, I'm good to go with you. I could decorate, like, probably every room in my house with the fan fiction I have, or the merchandise I have, right. I should say. But uh, I, I just love the magic, the imaginative different realm of thinking like there's so many things you could do if you bring magic into it. Yeah, like it's it's limitless, you know. Yeah. Good old Harry. You ever uh the different memes that used to come on Facebook like uh uh the way Hagrid says you're a wizard Harry's like you're a lizard Harry. Yes, Harry. I love those memes. <laughs> <laughs> I love the, my favorite one I ever saw was um, there's a picture of Sirius Black and it's something along the lines of, uh, yes, I'm serious and don't call me. How did it go? Crap. I should have looked it up before I said anything. <laughs> it's like, um, you can't be serious. And he's like, I am serious. And there's like a picture of him, but it, it was it was definitely funnier because I'm not saying it right. Right. <laughs> Usually, if if you have to go into that much detail to explain it, it's yeah, not, not funny I'm just anymore. gonna quit. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you for letting me talk to you about Harry Potter. This was definitely a great time, and Good times. Uh, yeah, we I enjoyed we it. Popped open some uh, butter beer. I so feel we like did. we should have probably watched some of the movies beforehand just to freshen up. Nah. <laughs> Yeah, we just watched. Uh, we had a little min, little mini Harry Potter marathon a couple weeks ago. We watched. Um, we watched Azkaban, and then I think we went to Phoenix, and then one of the Deathly Hollows. Just kind of <coughs> here and there. You always got to throw in a Harry Potter, you know. Just okay. So recharged. Do you have a favorite movie? Do you have a favorite book? I do, and actually, they're not the same. Wow. Okay. Do tell. I would say probably my favorite book was. Um, see, this is actually a really tough question for me because I'm so indecisive. I can't like, I overthink and overanalyze everything. So it's like I am the damn same. Near impossible for me to narrow down. Like, yes, this is the finite absolute. Yes. Yeah. But um, I think. Probably my favorite book was um, The Half-Blood Prince. Okay, why? Uh, just, it's when the story really started to get deeper and darker and just more appealing to the, the older audience and just, um, it went into so much that didn't get covered in the movies, actually. I mean, the movie did a, a good representation of it, but just um, the ins and outs of how some of the horcruxes started to be and some of um tom riddle aka voldemort's you know backstory and just it was just a really good book i, I found it really interesting um uh 
how it kind of went into more of um, the dynamic between uh, Snape and Lily and Harry and like kind of their upcomings and the fact that, um, you know, uh, see if it's been a while since I read the book, but I've always was in this uh, line of thinking. If memory serves me right um, in the book, Half-Blood Prince, uh, Professor Snape's mother was the Half-Blood Prince. But in the movie, Snape says, yes, I'm the Half-Blood Prince. I could have sworn somewhere along the lines in the uh, lead, building up the backstory of the book, it gets revealed that Snape's mother was a Half-Blood. Her maiden name was Prince. And it was her book that or her, you know, her potions book that she was writing in and whatever that ended up in Harry's hands. I'm, I, I want to say I'm right on that I one. I think like, I remember his mom's maiden name being Prince, but I think that book belonged to Severus. I'm, I want to say I'm 98% sure that I book belonged to I mean, Severus. Like I said, it's been a long time since I read the books, but I might've gotten that little twist wrong. But anyway, just that, that whole storyline, how much detail went into it was definitely my favorite book. Um, movie. I'm kind of in between. I really liked, um, the Order of the Phoenix, which I know not too many people really liked, I don't think. Um, I like the Order of the Phoenix, and I would have to say just um, if I could combine uh, Deathly Hollows Part One and Part Two into one mega movie, that would probably be my favorite one. Just okay, be, just because you know it's it's the the coming to the end, it's seeing everything to fruition, and it was just really good, really dark, but and not it is too from dark. One book, so yeah. So yeah, I would say Half Blood Prince favorite book, and probably if I could combine the two, part one and part two, Deathly Hollows would be the favorite movie. Interesting. How about yourself? I would say um, it's really hard for me also to be like this one, but uh, three and five are my favorite books and movies. So The Prisoner of Azkaban and The Order of the Phoenix mm -hmm. are the most important ones for me like the big things that happen in each of them and there's so much like depth to the characters and those i just those are my favorite i can't pick one over the other though oh it's hard it's definitely hard um i think one more kind of what is your favorite i think we should cover is um like the mythical creatures like what's Cause there's, there's just so many different insane, just the far depths of your imagination. Like, right. What is your favorite? Um, well, my favorite mythological creature, even before I was introduced to Harry Potter has always been dragons. Yeah. I just think that they are so amazing to think of this huge dinosaur sized being and then also being able to fly and maybe breathe, breathe fire. fire. Like, come on, that's yeah. pretty up there. It's pretty cool. Well, I mean, one of your favorite movies was The NeverEnding Story. <laughs> so, I mean, that makes sense. It wasn't. It was. It was maybe for a minute, but not you for very long. You cried over that damn movie. That's the sad parts. Those yeah. are sad parts. Anyway, um, 
I think, um, I don't know if I have a definite favorite one, but, um, I always liked the idea of a Phoenix. Yeah. I thought that was always really good. Cool. That's not just, you know, tied to Harry Potter, but, yeah. um, the Phoenixes and, um, what was the other one? I was just thinking of it. Um, I mean, a phoenix to be able to carry like all kinds of things from their tears and then to be able to live a full life and then die and burn up in fire and then raise back from the ashes a whole brand new start. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's that's it's a really, really neat concept. And it's got all kinds of, you know, metaphors tied to it. Um, But yeah, there were there was another creature that I really liked and I cannot for the life of me think of what it was well in the fantastic beast series they introduce more new yeah, beasts yeah um the, oh, like the, the niffler pickpocket, is the, my favorite is that, is that the pocket one yeah he's, he's like just stuff? constantly grabbing stuff and yeah. hoarding it and he's so cute and he just looks like he would be really soft <laughs> <laughs> yeah until he sells all your stuff in the house and takes it to a pawn shop yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know this was this was really fun it was it was good little chat talking a little bit about Harry Potter. We'll have to maybe have a part two sometime. Like I said, if we can get uh, maybe Josh and Maria over at Fan Friction to uh, try to find another um, Harry Potter fan fiction that maybe goes into a different storyline of um, Arthur Weasley dying or something. I'm all for it. See if we can figure something out. Uh, regardless, I'm probably going to have those two come on here and just kind of tell what they're about, why they're, why they're doing the podcast they're doing. If you haven't checked it out yet, it is, it's, it's really fun. Like uh, they take their whole little spin on it, and some of the different absurd voices and characters that they make themselves read these <laughs> these stories in is. I'm just... excited to hear it. I'm definitely gonna check them out. Yeah. So go. To, uh, I know they're on Spotify. I think they're on a couple other ones, but you just search up Fan Friction, give them a follow, give them a like. They got a lot of good stuff going on over there. So yeah, shout out to Josh and Maria, and um, we'll get them on. Maybe I'll go over there and we'll just uh, have a little reading or something. I don't know. But um, I think uh, gonna take the cloaks off and put the wands away, and we're gonna wrap this one up. It's been a good little little conversation with Miss Jackie Jones. Thank you for coming out. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. So until then, on to the next one, guys. Um, cheers. Have a good evening. <laughs> Thank you.